What is up, everybody? It's Zach for Matt Premier Soccer Investing coming at you yet another Slap Socks FC YouTube video. Let's get into it. So this question was posed on the Slap Sox FC Instagram this week, and I thought it was a really interesting one. In your opinion, what soccer card should you hold on to versus move right now? And to this, I would say, and what I commented on this post was, unless you have a player who's experiencing a crazy and unsustainable hype, like possibly Ricardo Pepe, though, there's reasons to believe he can sustain his card values in the future. But if you don't believe he's going to be the dude that people think he can be, then he'd be a great one to move. Um, other than something, a case like that, I would say you should hold basically everything right now. The market is not what it will be in a few months. As we've come to realize over the last 18 months of soccer cards really becoming this phenomenon with a strong market is that soccer cards peak at the time of big tournaments and big events in the sport. So we at this point of the season are nowhere near any of those phases. We're not in a big tournament. We're not in anything like that. The big stuff will come later this spring when we have the Champions League knockouts, that leads to huge card prices, not only for the players who are in the tournament and who are scoring the goals and doing all that stuff, but it just a rising tide raises all ships and the market goes up because of that. Additionally, you have the summer transfer window, which should create some juice with guys like Holland. And then even more, you have the World Cup at the end of 2022. So, I would say hold everything until at least the Champions League knockouts, and then if you get huge margins there, that would be a good time to sell. If you have a player who takes a big transfer in the summer, that would be a good time to sell. And then if you have players who are playing in the World Cup, that would be a good time to sell too. So hold everything until the big events start happening again. Uh, next big thing that happened uh, this week, Xavi officially appointed as Barca manager. Uh Massive move for Barca. It's one they needed to do. Komen wasn't doing the job. Xavi fits. He is the embodiment of the Barca DNA and what that club uh, tries to be all about. And I think he'll definitely make the team better. He's going to put a defined system in play, bring accountability back to their dressing room uh, and all that good stuff. However, I just still the whole Barca's in. Uh, I still don't think as of now they make top four. In La Liga, I don't think they're going to be in the Champions League next year, but I think this appointment of Xavi does uh, make it very likely that they will progress to the knockout stages of the Champions League this year. But still, it's it doesn't matter how good the manager is when you're in as much of a financial black hole as Barca is at the moment. So I still think it's going to be a couple years of struggle for them, but this was definitely the best move they could have made and the best hire they could have made given the circumstances. Um, so Daryl DK, this is an interesting guy, had a ton of hype a few months ago when he was playing for, uh, in the English Championship, uh, went back to America, back to Orlando City, 
had a couple pretty poor performances for the U.S. men's national team, and the hype for him has considerably fallen off. However, he's been really banging in the goals lately in the MLS, and there's still teams interested in a move from the Europe in England, and now supposedly two to three Serie A clubs are watching Daryl DK too. I expect them to get a move either this January window when um, after the MLS season is over or next summer, and he should be playing in Europe soon, which will help his men's national team prospects, his car prospects, all that good stuff. So if you have DK, now would definitely not be the time to be selling him. You got to wait for his career to really start picking up again, which I think it will. He's a talented player. He's still very young. He's a lot of room to grow for sure. Good news for the U.S. men's national team. Pulisic is back. Uh, however, how much we can use him remains to be unclear. He's just returned from injury for Chelsea. Had two cameo appearances off the bench. Do we play him 90 minutes this window? I don't know. We'll see. Teichel, the Chelsea manager, really does not want us to, as he's asked the, the U.S. and Pulisic to be responsible with the minutes played, i.e., don't play him 90 minutes every game in this window. But it's tough to balance the desire of the player, the desire of the club, the needs of the national team, all that stuff. So that's going to be one to monitor how much Pulisic plays. However much he does play, he's going to be very influential for the U.S. for sure, and it's great to have him back. Speaking of, the roster for this window is out. Stefan and Turner and Sean Johnson and goal. Expect Stefan and Turner to both uh, start a – a game each in this window. Then the back line, you have Cannon, McKenzie, Richards, Robinson, other Robinson, Joe Scally, first call for the U.S. men's national team. He's been amazing for March and Gladbach, the 18-year-old left back in the Bundesliga, Sam Vines, Yevlin, and Zimmerman. I think for this, you're going to see your main back four will be Miles Robinson, and uh, Chris Richards as your two center backs, or Miles Robinson and Walker Zimmerman. Uh, I think McKenzie is fourth on the pecking order. And then at right back is most likely going to be Cannon, but expect Yedlin to play too. And then uh, Scally and Anthony Robinson should both get minutes at left back. Sam Vines, will we play? Maybe. Will we be that influential? Probably not. And then in the midfield, you have uh, Bear Halters, MLS Stallards, and Kellen Acosta, Seb- Sebastian Legette, and Christian Roldan. And then you got Tyler Adams, Boost, John Luca Busio has been playing very well for Venetia as of late, Weston McKenney, and Eunice Musa. I think as U.S. men's national teams, we want to see the main midfield three be Adams, McKenney, and Musa, but I expect everyone in the midfield group to get meaningful minutes in this window. They're all going to have to contribute. And then up front, still no Gio Reyna, unfortunately. But Christian Pulisic is back. We're going to have a front three, most likely, of Pepe, Pulisic, and Aronson, with Wea and Ariola playing a lot of minutes off the bench and being rotated in as starters, too. And Jesus Ferreira will get, will spell Pepe from time to time as that backup number nine. But this is a pretty good roster for the U.S. They should be able to do the job against Mexico. This squad definitely has enough talent to do so. So it's going to be a big window for the U.S. And then since it's – uh the last international break before uh, uh, 2022, I thought it would be a good time to check in on all the league tables and then the Champions League tables and see what's going on there. Around close to 25 30% of the season has been played in all the leagues. So it's a good time to see what trends are happening and all that stuff. Chelsea, 
has extended their lead up the, at the top to three points. I'll say I've said it before and I'll say it again. I do think Chelsea will win the Premier League. And what I've seen so far has only strengthened that opinion. Uh, City on 23 in second. And then West Ham, the surprise of the season, has been very, very good in, at third place. There's no signs of them letting up. I think they're going to be a factor in the top four race all season long. Liverpool had that huge stretch uh, was when Salah was just otherworldly, but they still have a lot of issues. They're a lot, very open sometimes, and they can be played through and scored on. I don't think they're really going to truly factor in the title race. Arsenal, their form's picked up as a lay. I still don't think that squad is very good. I'm obviously biased. I think they're going to be passed uh, by Man United and by Tottenham once Conte gets us going. And then United, Skullshirt, all that interesting stuff. They have a ton of talent. You would think they'd get a handle on their issues at some point with the amount of ability they have in that team, but we'll see. Brighton's been very good. Grand Potter's been done a fantastic job there. Wolves is always a factor in the mid to top half of the table race. And then I think Tottenham in 2022 will really come on strong when Con give Conti a few months and he's gonna he's gonna work some wonders for us. Then in La Liga, surprise leaders at the top right now, Real Sociedad, uh, and then Madrid and Sevilla, who were both expected to contend for the La Liga title this year. Level on points, 27, one back. Right now, I would say Madrid is the favorite to win La Liga. Vinicius has played very well. Benzema, their defense is doing well. Ancelotti's done a good job in his return to the Bernabeu. And then can Atletico Madrid factor into the title race more? I think they will as the season goes along. And then you have Barca all the way down in 17 points, six back in the top four already. I really don't think they're going to make top four, and I think they're going to be a battle to just find any European football for next season. But we'll see what Xavi can do with them. Uh, moving on to Serie A, this has been a really top-heavy title race here. Napoli and Milan been going toe-to-toe all season long, both on 32 points. And then Inter, distant third on 25, Atalanta 22. Juventus down in 18 right now. Four back of the top four. It's going to be tough to to crack a top four spot. They have four very good teams there. Roma with Mourinho, Lazio too. Uh, we'll see if Juventus can get in or not. That's that's going to be a big storyline in the uh, rest of the Serie A season. And then in Paris, PSG already a 10-point lead at the top. I mean, the rest of the French League clubs are, are just really not very relevant right now. Yeah, and then in the Bundesliga, Bayern Munich, no surprise there, leading the table. Dortmund four back, but again, defensive struggles, missing Holland. I don't think they're really going to factor. I think Bayern, this is Bayern's title again. Leipzig in fifth right now, Leverkusen in sixth. I expect both of them to finish in the top four. Then moving on to the Champions League. So this is big. Uh, if you play money invested in these players, you need to be seeing them in the knockout stages because that's where the gains will be realized. So people, you have money in Foden, guys like that on City, De Bruyne, Grealish, we're happy about this. Same with PSG, Messi, Neymar, and Bappe, they'll be in the knockouts. And Leipzig and Brugge are both basically eliminated at this point. Liverpool's through to the knockouts and then cannot let it go jump Porto and get that second knockout stage spot. I think they will. Uh, 
uh, Simeone knows how to get the job done in the Champions League when the job needs to be done, and I think they will be able to. Group C, Ajax through. Dortmund has a huge match upcoming with uh, Sporting to decide really who gets that second knockout stage spot, and they're probably going to be without Holland and Reyna. So hopefully Dortmund can go through. That would be good for the market if Holland's playing in the knockout. Same with Reyna. So hopefully they can get the job done there. Uh, Madrid uh, leading their group. Inter looking to end their streak of not qualifying for the Champions League knockouts. I think this might be the year they do it. Sheriff's been a good story, but the the Cinderella, the clock is going to strike midnight on them. Group B, Bayern's through. Barcelona's in a strong position to go through right now. If they get a winner, a win against Benfica, that'll basically seal it. A draw, they're in a good spot too on that, but they really could use a win to stamp their ticket to the next round. Group F, this is one that's still very much up in the air. Man United's leading the group right now, but do you feel confident that they're going to take care of business? No, with the results they've had to deal with. But then again, they do have Cristiano Ronaldo, probably the most, the best Champions League player when it comes to scoring big goals and stuff in that competition. So he should be able to pull them through. But it's far from guaranteed that they get to the next round as of right now. And then here, Salzburg, this is good to see American, uh, led by uh, Brendan Aronson, Leo, Tim Weah, and then Wolfsburg uh, with John Brooks. I think Sevilla has, is going to have something to say about this before the end. I think it's going to be Salzburg and Sevilla, though I hope Leo gets that second spot. It would be nice to see Tim Weah in the knockout rounds along with Brendan Aronson. And then Juventus into the knockout rounds. Chelsea will be too, and this group is a pretty open and shut book here. Then lastly, wanted to talk about Pulisic a little bit. You know, back from injury, big uh, week ahead for him with the U.S. playing Mexico, all that good stuff. So this is uh, his rookie silver, 2016 select silver, PSA 9. Um, started off in Dece- December 2020. This was a $210 card. Rose all the way up to around $900. Yeah, peaked at $898. And then during the summer when the U.S. were coming off the hive, winning the Nations League, and then, you know, dip. He didn't play in the Gold Cup. And then he had the injuries and um, it, with the U.S. In, uh, in the early fall. And it dropped all the way to around $300. And now it's back up to back up to $455. And if he scores a brace and we beat Mexico 2-0, like you're going to see a huge jump in his prices. This is a big week for him. If he can go out there and score a couple goals, stay fit, and then carry that form into Chelsea over the next few months, we can see some significant rises in this. So Pulisic is going to be an interesting one to watch. If he can deliver, uh, this his cards are going to start going pretty bananas in the next couple months. And the last guy I want to talk about, Phil Foden, he had a somewhat slow start to the season competing with Grealish, but his form has really picked up as of late. Uh, this is a card, obviously seen a ton of movement. This is Optic Base PSA 10. was a $190 card in December. Peaked all the way at $870 uh, uh, in April of this past year. 
And that was right around the time where he scored that howitzer of a goal against Storm in the Champions League knockouts again. Scoring goals in the Champions League knockouts are going to lead to huge price increases. City got eliminated. Foden had a had a tough Euros. Prices dipped tremendously all the way back down to $200. But as of late, it's back up to $357 right now. His form's picking up. City, City's been looking good in the Champions League. And – uh. Uh, yeah, with him in the Champions League knockout stages, if he can score goals again like what he did last year, we're going to see him hit those $800 levels again. So that's going to be a good one to watch. If you believe Foden is going to be a, a factor for City when they get to the knockouts, now is probably a good time to buy him. Uh, that's going to do it for this week. As always, thanks for watching. Like, comment, subscribe. DM me at Premier Soccer Investing. Follow at Slabstocks FC. All that stuff. Thanks for watching. Peace.